0: Welcome to my den. I am so excited to have you back because today is going to be a fun episode. I am actually going to be reading my TEDx Asheville speech. We just finished up the TEDx recordings uh, the last week of February. And so I am going to do this podcast to give you all a sneak peek into the actual speech that you'll be able to watch on main TED uh, on the Ted website in the coming weeks. So I will let you all know when that launches, but for now I wanted to. Honestly practice, uh, the speech because I'm recording this a couple of weeks before it's going to go live and you'll actually be hearing this session. So I need to practice my speech. So I decided I will do it here for you on the podcast and you'll have to check it out once it goes live on YouTube. But before we dive into that some very exciting updates, I am so glad that you all are tuning in week after week to listen to these wonderful guests I'm having on the show, but then also just to connect with this concept of native analog versus native digital. I can't tell you how many businesses I work with who don't understand this transition and part of the part of the the value I hope you're gaining from this podcast is simply an understanding of how crucial it is to know what it takes to get from a native analog way of doing business into a native digital one. And my TED talk really does walk through that. So I am excited to announce to you all that I am for the first time ever kicking off a Gen Z Educational Academy, I'm still branding it. So you'll hear that the kind of the the evolution of that name over the next few weeks. Essentially, the purpose of this academy is to help you as business owners and as leaders become fluent in the language of Gen Z so you can attract, recruit, retain, and engage Gen Z employees. The first cohort, launches April 1st and it's going to be a 30-day challenge to attract Gen Z to your company. You're going to join a cohort that I'm limiting to 20 people for the very first cohort. So just 20 people will get to go through this beta test and you're for for the first session, you're going to get live access to me. And you know, for the opportunity to ask questions for the entirety of that session, which future cohorts will not get, you'll actually have up to 25 live sessions with me. So if you are in a position where you want to prepare your business for the, for the Gen Z wave of talent, and also make sure that you are, you know, what to adjust. So that you're not wasting money on just you know, guessing, guessing what does a Gen Z employee want out of work, then I highly encourage you to check out that academy. Just go to my website hannahgwilliams.com, and I will have information there about the academy and where to look for, uh, you know, how to register, all that jazz. So more information on that to come in the coming weeks for now you're listening to native digital native analog the show where we unpack the collisions and commonalities between my generation and yours why does this matter there are now more gen zers more native digitals than native analogs and we'll get into that in my tedx so I believe that if you don't have a native digital on your board of directors, your leadership team, or one that's paid to pester you like a fly in your ear, your business won't survive. Let's change that today. It's one week before my wedding. With a look of determination, my mother accosts me in the church hallway. Hannah, no, 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 You cannot possibly wear a plastic wedding band. What are people going to say? They're just going to think, Michael doesn't care about you. Hold on a second. Let me back up. You see, my engagement ring was plastic. To my mom it looked like a ring from a box of cracker jacks or an old fashioned candy shop like the ones you can buy right alongside licorice or pop rocks. The truth is, Michael did care. In fact, he cared so much that he had painstakingly spent 4 months handcrafting the perfect ring for me in AutoCAD, then had it along with an intricately designed box 3D printed. Yep. You heard that right. My engagement ring was 3D printed. And better yet, it costs $7. When Michael proposed, it stirred up passion for a business idea. What if instead of a ring being just a physical representation of our commitment, it could be immortalized? Jewelers could make the ring a virtual container of memories at our wedding, Guests could compose secret messages that uploaded into the virtual ring and could only be accessed at our one-year anniversary. Better yet, the AI would feed us tips to keep our marriage thriving, kind of like a relationship coach. But none of these fascinating ideas occurred to my mom. All she knew? I had a plastic ring, and Michael was a cheapskate. And she's not the only one. None of these native digital ideas have occurred to De Beers jewelers either, or most analog companies around the world today. This is a perfect illustration of the true chasm between the native digital and native analog worlds, the clash of values, and the clash of two different categories of human. You see, you've got me, a native digital, An engagement ring to me is a symbol that carries no inherent value and that should be as inexpensive and replaceable as possible. To my mom, a native analog, a wedding band represents permanence, lasting love. It's a hand-me-down from generation to generation. And you have De Beers, a native analog company that has been selling expensive engagement rings as an iconic symbol of wealth for years. And they tell you, you should spend three months' salary on it, or you're that dreaded cheapskate. As a native digital, physical objects mean very little. To my mom, they're quite meaningful. And native analog companies like De Beers are still marketing to my mom. As a result, they're becoming irrelevant in the blink of an eye. I'm a 24-year-old Gen Z CEO advisor, and for the past three years, I've helped companies attract, recruit, and retain native digital employees. After graduating college at 18 with my bachelor's in international business, I was thrust into corporate America, but quickly exited, as many Gen Zers do, to build something of my own. In my work with business owners, many of them ask this very scientific question. Are my kids aliens? (laughs) But the truth is, it's nearly impossible to comprehend a native digital's mindset if you aren't one yourself. And yet, understanding how to market to us and employ us is critical for your business to survive. Why, you may ask? This year, native digitals outnumbered native analogs for the first time, and by 2025, 27% of all your employees will be Gen Zers. You see, we're at the start of a mass extinction event of analog companies. Here's why. Most companies do not understand that Gen Z is a new category of human. My generation grew up completely integrated with technology. My digital life is my primary life. And my analog life is secondary. This is enormous. There has never been a human generation who is 100% integrated with machines until now. My generation is not being just digitally transformed like our parents assume. We work, think, and play starting from a completely different perspective. For this reason, I believe that if you don't have a native digital on your board of directors, your leadership team, or at least one you pay to pester you like a fly in your ear, your business will not be relevant in 15 years. You can start changing that today by getting into the mind of a native digital. To do this, we're going to follow the career journeys of two different people, Peter Analog and Sophia Digital. They both have a similar goal, land their dream job in the car industry and make half a million dollars a year. Most of you are quite familiar with Peter Analog's journey. At age 18, he attends the best college he can get into for a marketing degree and leaves with about $50,000 in student loans. He takes an internship and after graduating, he's offered an entry-level position at that company. Over time, he pays his dues, he's promoted through the ranks, until hopefully he reaches his career destination, then retires on his 401k. This might mean transferring a couple times mid-career. For Peter, his final destination is as senior marketing director for Rivian Adventure Vehicles. Ultimately, his path resembles the ladder we're all familiar with. But now, let's take a look at Sophia Digital's journey which completely crashes the idea of the ladder on its head. To get into her mind and understand her journey, I want you to imagine you're back in high school. Travel back with me to the end of the spring semester of your junior year. You're 17, 18 years old. What was on your mind? Were you thinking about your career? Did your teacher hand out college applications just before the summer began? In that same frame of teenage mind, I want you to now imagine that you are Sophia Digital and you're holding that college application in your hands, but you're faced with a dilemma. Should I go to college or not? You see, you've explored a few universities, filled out an application or two, but your heart just isn't in it. The cost is high, and worse, you've watched older millennials graduate with four-year marketing degrees and end up working as baristas. Bored, you whip out your cell phone and pull up TikTok. The first video happens to be Daniel Isles, who at age 22 had just bought his fifth rental property. Hmm, your creative juices begin to flow. The next clip is Daniel Mack, who is stopping billionaires on the street and asking, what do you do? And those same billionaires are inviting him, a nobody, into their homes. For a moment, you think to yourself, there has got to be a better way to get a job than going to college. In fact, I'd just rather make YouTube videos. You dashed down the road to your uncle's car shop. He spent years building his business, but he failed to reach his dream of showing his international collection around the world. Too bad, his business was always seen as a local gig. You share his passion for cars, so two years ago, you started a YouTube channel, which has built a sizable following of 50,000 subscribers. It started out just for fun, but you've found that enthusiasts love your work. So this year you received a press pass to the Amelia Island Concorde de Gants, the most exclusive international car show of the year, simply because of the reputation of your YouTube channel. You have connections in the luxury car industry many could only dream of, and you're just 17. And better yet, what started out as just a hobby has generated the credibility you need to land a job, score brand deals, or just stick with generating great content and living anywhere in the world as a digital nomad. Let's back up and take a wider view of Sophia Digital's journey. At age 16, she dual enrolled at a local community college to get her associate's degree out of the way. Why not? Her YouTube channel is what she plans to stake her career on. She graduates with no debt, and after building a name for herself on YouTube for five years, a rapidly expanding startup, Rivian Adventure Vehicles, remember them? Contacts her for an introduction to their CMO. Sophia walks into the meeting and makes advertising suggestions based on the analytics and research she's done on her YouTube channel. At the time, Rivian happens to be hiring for a new director of branding, and they invite, guess who, Sophia to interview and then she's hired for her expertise. Suddenly, 52-year-old marketing director, Peter Analog, remember him? Finds himself on equal footing with 23-year-old Sophia Digital. You have two people who had a similar vision, but ended up in radically similar places at radically different ages by taking radically different paths. And better yet, Sophia doesn't even plan to stake her career on this position. Her YouTube channel continues to pay her, and she may even be able to retire early. Now, if you're a parent of a 16-year-old, you might be listening to this edge, on the edge of your seat, red in the face, and about to throw rotten tomatoes at the podcast. Trust me, I hear you. My parents felt the same way that you do now. You also might be thinking, well, all that's really easy to say, but what companies are actually doing this? Who would put a 23-year-old in such a high position of influence and rank? And my response is, the companies who recognize that more than half of Gen Z wants to skip college, that we possess innate digital marketing skills, and that a native digital controlled world already exists. And the companies that aren't adapting, well, native digitals will leave them to be influencers, gig workers, and real estate investors because, well, 54% of us want to be entrepreneurs. Here are just a few examples of journeys like Sophia Digitals. Some of these Zers have used the power of their own content to land dream jobs, while others have just founded their own companies instead. Jonathan Javier, at age 24, began posting content online in his niche, and within one year accumulated over 200,000 followers on LinkedIn, and ultimately landed his dream jobs at Cisco, Google, Snap, and a whole bunch of others. Stephanie Sue, at age 22, became the lead director at Superposition, an organization bridging the gender gap in STEM, and Caleb Williams, at age 23 founded Better Wealth, and is becoming the new face of finance. His firm has millions of assets under management, and he's an international speaker and best-selling author. None of these young people took the traditional ladder path, nor did they rely on traditional job applications. Instead, they built paths of their own. So as you can see, there is a large chasm between the analog and digital perspectives to reaching the same goal, but we must build a bridge if we're going to shift to a native digital future. So if you're a business owner, CEO, or HR executive, and you're still using analog tactics, it's time to open a new door. Let's get into some concrete examples of what that shift from analog to digital actually looks like. One of my clients owned by a boomer CEO is working tirelessly to prepare his company for a native digital future. A couple of the changes he's making are this, instead of hiring students out of college, this CEO is becoming the university himself. He has founded an apprenticeship program, which selects high potential high school students and at the end of the three year program pays them six figure salaries. He's seeking out the best and brightest talent early and shaping them. Instead of giving lip service to young people, his head of HR is 22 and I'm on his advisory council. Rather than just hiring full-time employees, he's working with native digital gig workers who have their own businesses and add expertise and value for his clients. And as a result, his firm is a category leader in the data consultancy world. So the big question, what can you do to become relevant to native digitals? If you're a business owner, I have a challenge for you. Host a native digital focus session. Invite both your board of directors and top performing Gen Zers from your company. Then have the board of directors ask the Gen Zers for their perspective on pending business decisions you might be shocked what you learn. If you manage Gen Zers on that next strategic project, intentionally include a native digital. And if you're a parent and your kid asks you the dreaded question, hey mom, can I be a YouTuber when I grow up? Bite your tongue and don't shut it down. Instead, ask, how can I help you? And YouTubers make a whole lot more money than second-rate college athletes, just saying. So I ask you, after being inside the mind of a native digital and gaining a glimpse of what it's like to see through our eyes, what will change about the way you do business, the way you parent, the way you lead? For my mom, she chose to accept that a ring didn't matter all that much, What mattered more is that she loved her daughter and son-in-law, and that meant embracing a new perspective. It also meant that I had to recognize the meaning this physical object had for her. So I did upgrade my ring. And I'll have you know, it's now made of silver and costs $40. And until De Beers uses my idea for a virtual ring, I'll stick with this one. Thanks, everybody, for listening to my TED Talk. I promise to let you know as soon as it's available uh, with me live on stage. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Native Digital, Native Analog Show. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.